What's up, everybody? Podcast land. We're on Anchor, Spotify, podcast apps, as well as rumble.com. And this is a Big John on Americana, the American way. Follow me on uh, Twitter and Getter at the real underscore Big John. And let's get at it. So, the big Democrat abortion bill has failed. Uh, all 48 Republicans plus Joe Manchin voted against this bill, Joe Manchin being the lone common sense Democrat. Way to go, old Joe. Joe's a bit of a legend in the state of West by God, Virginia. Uh, he ain't going to lose re-election. And he's probably the last true um, moderate um, in politics in general. Uh, anyways, let's not get into old Joe Manchin, but We'll talk all about the failure of the abortion bill, the bill to make abortion uh, legal nationwide, basically codifying or making Roe versus Wade law. But let me hit on a couple tippy topics first. There's a rumor flying around that China's Xi Jinping will step down after the harsh COVID lockdowns. Rumors circulating in China and among overseas Chinese social media are claiming President Xi Jinping uh, under fire for draconian COVID-19 lockdowns in Shanghai and elsewhere will step down from power. Uh, Last week, a meeting of the party Politburo Standing Committee, the collective leadership group that rules China, they were traced in part to, uh, to Chinese language YouTube video May 4th, by Canadian-based blogger appearing under the persona Lao Deng. Details of the video quickly spread on social media outlets in China, but were quickly censored. So, long story short of it, this blogger from Canada, who's probably uh, a Chinese national, went undercover... got some video that the Politburo or the power behind the throne isn't happy with Z, President Z's uh, COVID lockdowns and they're ready to move on. Uh, keep in mind it is China's goal to surpass the United States as the world superpower or economic superpower at least 
by 2049, but uh, congratulations, China, you're 27 years ahead of your schedule. Sorry to say it, but that's about how I feel right now. Thanks to a weak leader. What I always say, a weak leader is the downfall of every great empire. And I think we're seeing that with Joe Biden. Only took him a year, folks. year and a half and less to destroy the great economic comeback that was going to be America coming out of our own COVID lockdowns. But moving right along, some more telling news from Tuesday night's primary elections yesterday. Donald Trump and his MAGA candidates were one and one, one win, one loss. They won a seat in West Virginia, obviously a very conservative state. Um, a, a longtime Republican rep, Congressman uh, McKinley, was slashed and burned as a rhino, Republican in name only. Uh, they took aim at his aisle-crossing votes, including uh, a bipartisan infrastructure bill and bipartisan legislation to create commission examining the January 20, the January 6th riot. So, the candidate named Mooney, who for a long time held office. Uh, was a big Republican in Maryland, evidently moved to West Virginia to run this McKinley guy off and was successful. Uh, the, the race that MAGA and Trump lost was the uh, three-way dance of a <clears throat> Nebraska for the Nebraska governorship. The candidate who was backed by the outgoing Nebraska governor won that one. Uh, let's see here. Trump wanted Charles Herbster, but he lost a three-way race to Jim Pillen, a University of Nebraska regent who had the backing of departing governor Pete Ricketts. Uh, Nebraska, even though their football program has been crap the last several years, Anybody that has anything to do with the University of Nebraska usually does well in Nebraska politics. Um, they had a great football coach through the 80s and 90s, Tom Osborne. And Tom, I believe, has passed away, but that, that's not important. Uh, Tom left his coaching job to be a senator and was extremely popular because the... The Cornhusker blood runs deep in Nebraska. So I would say it was probably a, a University of Nebraska pride thing over uh, MAGA. But, hey, we can't win them all. So there's been this ongoing story of an inmate and his lover who happened to be a guard at the prison he was incarcerated in, runned off together. Um, Casey White, according to the Daily Beast, 
reveals what he and jail guard lover did during 11 days on the run. Uh, the jail guard, when they got arrested, well, when they got caught, uh, committed suicide. Um, I, that's always tragic and sad to hear, you know. But she helped a, a an inmate escape. I mean, that's not cool. Stay, you, you know, when you do this kind of stuff, every when you escape from a prison, okay. Everybody on earth is going to be looking for you. Very few people get away with it. And if a guard helps you, it seems to decrease the chances. A friend of mine that used to be a correction officer said, you never get away. Keep your, keep your respect, you know. Hold, be respected for your job. Don't run off with some inmate. This is crazy. This guy somehow seduced this lady and they ran off together. It looked like they were heading for Canada. Uh, Casey White, the dangerous murder inmate who bolted from an Alabama prison with his jailer, told detectives the lovebirds spent most of their time on the run, holed up in cheap a cheap Indiana motel and plotting their next go. White, 38, a Lauderdale County Assistant Director of Corrections, or pardon me, White, 38, and Lauderdale County Assistant Director of Corrections. So she was high up. Vicki White, 56, were captured on Monday night after a dramatic police chase in Evansville, Indiana, just after a five-hour drive from the Florence prison, they uh, they escaped from 11 days earlier. The pair drove initially 100 miles an hour through Tennessee, where they jumped Vicky's rust-colored Ford Edge. And transferred in, or they dumped, pardon me, dumped. They didn't jump. I was thinking Duke's a hazard jump or something. They dumped the Vicky's Ford Edge and transferred to a black Ford pickup and headed further north. The truck was spotted on May 3rd, four days after they escaped and abandoned uh, the car at a car wash. Uh, surveillance video, blah, blah, blah. So, they just kind of hung out. There wasn't anything exciting going on when they were running from the law, other than they were running from the law. Um, it's a pretty sad situation, to be frank with you. Um, I just, you know, the guy was a murderer. Why are you helping him bust out of jail? So... In this abortion hoopla, uh, trying to make Roe versus Wade the law of the land, uh, there was obviously a lot of protests, a lot of fighting going on. Um, it failed the Senate. It would have easily passed in the House. Uh, Senator Susan Collins from Maine, uh, an anti-Trump 
Republican, a supposedly pro-choice Republican, uh, voted against codifying Roe versus Wade. Talk about all this and that and the other thing after I light one up and we take a little breather here, chug some more water. votes foe 51 again um, you had uh, Joe Manchin changing teams um, even pro supposedly pro-choice Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska voted along with Democrat Joe Manchin while the rest of the Dems voted yes. The legislation needed 60 votes to break a filibuster because Democrats, namely Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, won't uh, scrap the procedure to be able to actually get anything done, according to this opinionated article. This same outcome happened back in February when the Senate failed to invoke closure uh, 46-48. The, okay, it's being called the WHPA, has been languishing in the Senate for months as abortion rights are symptomatically stripped at the state level until filibuster is removed or the majority whip get some serious dirt on Republicans. Hey, right there we go. The media encouraging Democrats to play dirty. Dig up dirt on some Republicans. It says it right here. What news source is this coming from? Oh, it's coming from uh, a source called Jezebel. Well, no shit, they're going to be biased. Jezebel, the most evil woman in the Bible. Um... The title of the article by Jezebel, well, it's actually by Caitlin Cruz, but Jezebel is, I guess, the name of the website. Senate decides abortion isn't worth protecting. Hey, good decision, Senate. At least 51 of you. Um, so, let's scroll back down here. Continue reading. Um, so... Perhaps recognizing the urgency to protect uh, abortion rights, the House of Representatives passed the WFPA months ago in September 2021. Democrats marched to Senate chambers on Wednesday, uh, protesting the lack of action, chanting, My body, my decision. Uh, Susan 
Representative Susan Bonamici, B-O-N-A-M-I-C-I, Bonamici, uh, tweeted, I've seen what it was like before Roe, and we cannot go back to those days. I'm marching with my House colleagues to the Senate because we must hashtag pass WHPA, Women's Health Protection Act, and protect reproductive liberty and autonomy for all. Uh, okay, reproductive liberty and autonomy, bodily autonomy, autonomy over one's own booty. Wasn't I told for the last two years by these same Democrats that if I didn't wear a mask, I was going to hell with Saddam Hussein and Satan? I didn't. I'm. I didn't have control over my bodily, my bodily booty autonomy for two years. Then they told me I had to get a shot, and some liberals in the media, like Howard Stern, who I'm no longer a fan of, said that I shouldn't even be allowed health care if I don't get the jab. If I catch COVID and I didn't get the vaccination that doesn't actually vaccinate you against anything, uh, they said that you shouldn't receive medical treatment. Well, a bunch of people got the vaccine and a we, they, we all caught COVID after we were vaccinated. And then the government changed its story and said, well, we never said it was going to uh, make you immune to the virus. Uh, it'll just maybe make you immune, and then um, your symptoms won't be quite as bad. No, a weaker version of the virus came along and boosted our immune systems. But anyways, back to abortion. The the organized showing among Democrats, among Democratic representatives, is a much smaller version of the thousands who marched last week around the country to protest the leaked Supreme Court opinion draft that would end the right to legal abortion. No, it would not. It sends the decision back to the state legislatures who the peoples elect. Now, here's something. I didn't think that um, if if the House and the Senate passed this bill and Biden signed it within minutes probably... that the Supreme Court would still be able to overturn the law. However, um, I was wrong. The Now, somebody would have to take legal action. Some states would have to sue the federal government. And the Supreme Court would have to decide to take up that legal action. But uh, some constitutional lawyers on Rumble today were talking about this violates the Constitution by taking away the state's right to create legislation. 
uh, create and enact legislation. Anything that's not explicitly uh, dedicated to the federal government and the Constitution is left to the states to legislate and implement. So it would have been possible for this congressional action and uh, action by the president to be overturned by the Supreme Court, even if this would have passed the Senate and then passed, the, it would have passed the House of Representatives easily because of the Democrat majority. All that being said, thanks, thanks heavens for Joe Manchin. Uh, and he has been harassed and attacked by these wackadoos. He was out on a boat with his family, and a bunch of liberal wackos were like circling uh, his boat and uh, having a hissy shit fit at him. But simply codifying Roe versus Wade into law would not have been something the Supreme Court could not have overturned. Now, there's a process to it. The Supreme Court doesn't just wake up and say, we're overturning this, which is what the Democrats are lying to you and telling you. Furthermore, the Democrats lied to you and said, well, if we codify this into United States Code of Law, it cannot be overturned by the Supreme Court. So just more lies, lies, sweet little lies by the Democrats. Uh, Thanks, Jezebel website, for your lovely opinion piece. Go to hell. Um, I mean, it's Jezebel. It's the most evil woman in the Bible. What am I supposed to say? Um, NECN, an NBC affiliate. Now, this is what made me curious. Um, there was a similar bill, but... Uh, a little watered down proposed by Senator Susan Collins of Maine. Susan Collins, um, a pro-choice Republican, a rhino, a, a rabid anti-Trump S. Pitches her own says, pitches her own approach to abortion protection. So, let's see what Susan's version would have been like. And I guess the Senate could probably take this up. Maine, Maine Republican Senator Susan Collins, one of the 51 votes against moving forward with the Women's Health Protection Act, uh, U.S. Senate held a vote to proceed on that proposal and put abortion protections, including those in Roe v. Wade, <clears throat> into law Wednesday afternoon. Before casting her vote, Collins had called the effort a partisan bill designed to fail in a written statement from her office. And that doesn't surprise me because... The only thing the Democrats have to run on this fall is Republicans want to take away your right to abortion. The economy's failing. Food shortages are looming. Uh, gasoline is at an eh, close to an all-time high. 
Uh, it was high under my boy George W. Bush also. Um, but energy independence is non-existent for the United States right now. Inflation is very existent. One thing, because of supply chain shortages to the high price of gasoline and diesel fuel, which is what's used to transport our goods to and from the stores. Okay. So, yeah, this was Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer's way of getting Republicans on the record as voting against uh, women. That's what they're going to say. Of course, we know better. Republicans love women. I love women. The statement said that the main senator who herself supports abortion rights wants to move forward with a bill she co-authored with Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski, who is also a Republican who supports abortion rights. <clears throat> the proposed bill called Reproduct the Reproductive Choice Act. Let's see if this article says, okay. A description of the legislation and a draft to codify the essential holdings of Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey. In its statement, Collins' office said the senator plans to work with other lawmakers to maintain, not expand or restrict legal, the legal framework for abortion rights. The senator had previously said the Women's Health Protection Act was too far-reaching of a proposal to earn her support. So, um, she's under increasing criticism from abortion rights people in Maine. Let's go up and up and up. Let's see what the Reproductive Choice Act says. Collins.senate.gov 117th Congress, Senate. There's no number on this bill because they ignored it. A bill to codify the essential holdings of Roe v. Wade, 410 U.S. 113, 1973, and Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey, 505 U.S. 83, or 800, U.S. 833. 1992, be it enacted by the Senate of and the House of Representatives of the United States Congress assembled, the act may be cited as reproductive, as the Reproductive Choice Act. Purpose to its purpose is to uh, codify the essential holdings of Roe v. Wade. And Planned Parenthood versus blah 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 Casey. In general, a state may not impose an undue burden on the ability of a woman to choose whether or not to terminate her pregnancy before fetal viability. There's a key word viability. When the baby could live outside the mother's body. You cannot terminate your pregnant until the baby can live outside your body. 
which a lot of babies are born premature and with modern medical technology by the grace of God uh, that viability viability age is getting sooner and sooner but it's certainly after the first trimester still Um, a state may not restrict the ability of a woman to choose whether or not to terminate her a pregnancy after fetal viability unless a termination is necessary to preserve the life or health of the woman and may not enact regulation to further the health or safety of a woman seeking to terminate pregnancy. And it goes on and on. But those are the three main points of the uh, Collins-Murkowski bill. A bill which could have passed, but Democrats had to have their way, had to have a political statement out of this uh, abortion fiasco to try and make Republicans look bad ahead of midterm elections. They had to further divide the United States. They want to distract us from inflation, the bad economy, the high gas prices, the lack of an energy policy, let alone energy independence, the war in Ukraine, which we are escalating by printing out money from the clear blue sky to send to Ukraine when we've got a shit ton of problems and starving and homeless people in our own country. We're sending money to Ukraine to fight the commies. Anyways, so... The Democrats have one issue to run on this November, that Republicans hate women and love babies until after they're born, and then we hate them too. So, with that, amen, holy crap, where's the Tylenol? See you next time. Pray for one another. Nanu, nanu, as Mork from Mork used to say to Orson.